you have no idea how much time Sean spends on Twitter. I spend less now, but yeah, if I, that's I am on what Twitter you call less, too much. Sean. Oh, am I yes. on it too much? Okay. Welcome to the Skiffy and Fanti Show. A labor of love is still labor, but it's also still love. <laughs> I'm Sean. I'm Brandon. And I'm Paul. And Brandon spelled it the British Of course way. he did. Yes, I really did. Really adorable. That's how I learned. Labor has a U in it. Oh my god. <clears throat> well, okay. So the episode which you will have seen from the title, this is the state of the Skiffy and Fanti Show. Its subtitle is, Oh my gosh, I'm exhausted. The podcast, the musical. Which, it is not a musical, but it is a podcast. But if you would like to imagine it's a musical, go for it. Really, what we're trying to talk about today is kind of like where we are at with the show in terms of like how we're feeling, what we're trying to do, what we need to make happen, those kinds of things. Because we haven't done one of these in a while, and most of the conversations about how we're feeling about the show at any given point are usually private. There are things where Brandon and I cry for like an hour, and then Paul comes into the Zoom, feels uncomfortable, and leaves. Yeah, pretty much. So there's a lot here, and we're probably going to be pretty blunt about some things, and less blunt about other things. And to clarify, our bluntness is not is also not a value judgment. One way or another, we are venting because we have the potential to vent, but do not do not assume that we are unhappy about the things that we have the Skiffian Fanti already has. Like you listening to us is a blessing, but there are things that we need to discuss that often makes us, make us very exhausted. And I guess the big one we should just get out of the way is the issue of time. So once upon a time before Brandon was the main co-host of the show, Paul will remember this, we produced quite a number of podcasts. We don't do that anymore for some very obvious reasons. We we tried our effort at having like a network of shows and it didn't really grow, it didn't really kind of go anywhere, and we got to a point where it's just too many episodes for one person to be editing. I was too busy to help at the time Jen to edit with the podcast so Jen was largely responsible so we took a year we paired back Jen and I did like a soul searching where it was mostly Jen and I for about a year uh, trying to figure out where we were with the show now Brandon is here and I gave Brandon most of a year to get settled in before I started the soul searching with (laughs) Brandon (laughs) so but time is a finite resource that we use up a lot for this show the the easiest ways that all, everyone else can kind of imagine time for this is, you know, anytime we cover a television show where that show had to be watched and that, you know, you can imagine the amount of time that goes into that. In some cases, the show is a show we might already have wanted to watch anyway, right? Brandon was probably going to watch Kung Fu, for example. Mm-hmm. I probably wasn't, but I joined the episode because I thought it would be interesting and Mitchie Trotter was there. It was really interesting. So... But regardless, I had to watch an entire season of a television show for the podcast. You know, if we do a book, the book has to be read. If we do a topic, we spend time researching the topic. Sometimes we're watching a movie, which isn't a huge time commitment, but we want to watch the actual thing and then put notes down and think about what we're going to say. So it takes a lot of time on the upfront. And then there's all the stuff that comes on the outside, which is the recording and then the editing. And so, you know, on a on an average episode, we're spending quite a lot of time 
prepping, making, and editing an episode. That's, I don't know how else to say it other than it just takes a lot of time. It's a lot. And as I, I kind of pointed out to Brandon and Paul, and I'm sure others on the show can talk about this too, we all have other things we do. And so time we spend on the show is time we're not spending doing those other things, which we enjoy doing what we do. But one of the issues we've run into is just the silence. Mm -hmm. I don't want to talk to a vacuum. That's really not why I do this. And I some I just I feel a lot of times that that's what I'm doing is I'm just spending a lot of time making a thing, really just doing a thing that feels mostly like it's a thing I'm doing with my friends. Mm-hmm. But I will shut up now and let other people jump in, maybe to temper how I have spoken or I'm, I'm, yeah. going, I'm going to temper and, and push back a little bit. I I think we we have listenership that's clear because well last year. I mean, I mean, it, it's kind of it's kind of a blunt metric. But last year we got a Hugo nomination. Yeah. So clearly, people are listening to us. Are those people engaging with us in the way that you need because you crave and need feedback? Because to to jump parallel tracks, I know you appreciate when people watch you stream. When people don't watch you stream, you have less fun than when people watch you stream. You are yeah. You are performative in a way. You want to, you want to do stuff that people will react to. It's it's kind of like the same for me. If I wrote, I mean, I started writing book reviews with no expectation people would ever read them, but now I do want people to read my book reviews. I mean, I could still write book reviews if no one ever read them, but that would be kind of like, well, what's the point? So I think this whole we're performing into the void. I prefer void to vacuum because void void feels a little more even more existentially dark and strange. I got <laughs> fair a point. Like like something out of Premium Muhammad's work. But, okay, uh, yeah, that's fair. Void might be be better. Something that feels like a void, even though it's not literally a void. Right. Mm-hmm. We're, we're playing into a, we're playing into a void. People are listening, but we're not getting radio signals back, and that is inevitating and tempering your enthusiasm to produce the work because you're not getting you're not getting the reflections from those people who are listening. Thank you for those of us who have nominated for us and voted for us in the Hugo Awards. Thank you all. I I can forever say I'm a Hugo finalist thanks to the show, but we're not getting we're not getting that receptivity of feedback back that's showing that you're actually listening and engaging and want want to make that connection. And Sean needs that connection, listeners. I agree with you, Paul, that a lot of this for me is that I value the conversation and interaction quite a lot more than non-interactive forms of interaction, if that makes sense. Like the the streaming thing is true. Like I don't mind streaming games and having fun, but I actually like talking to people. That's way more fun. Like if I'm playing a game and I'm getting feedback from Valerie Valdez and we're talking about the game or we're talking about some other subject or whatever, that's way more fun for me because now it's not just me playing a game and providing entertainment. It's me having some, some give given return it's the same reason why when i do go to valerie valdez's like i love being able to talk to valerie while valerie's playing you know Mm -hmm. that feedback is really fun and exciting for me which is weird because i'm actually an introvert but for some reason i get value out of this i don't know look human brains are weird so Mm -hmm. brandon having said many things i will shut my mouth hole how where where do you kind of rest in all of this so i have Three, like, three thoughts have already congealed in my brain at this point. The first is on the matter of time, which matters specifically to me for this purpose. With the possible exception of Jon Stewart, if a writer goes on a talk show to talk about their book, that host hasn't read their book. 
Yeah. And that's with a day of lead time, if not perhaps a week or a week and a half. Because it's very hard to read a book very quickly when you have other things to do. And especially if you're essentially in an act of entertainment, you have a lot of things to do on a daily basis to produce the thing of which a small part of that is talking to a writer about their book. We at Skiffy and Fanti like to read, but we also know how our brains work and therefore want to give ourselves enough room to breathe to talk about a book. While it's still fresh, yes, because we have the luxury that a lot of other book reviewers do of having multiple avenues to get a book before it's out on shelves. But also, we're doing that precisely not only because we're already interested in the author and their work, and are willing to proselytize because we trust their work, but we're doing it because we want people to read the thing. Now, I personally believe that whenever every time we review a book or discuss a book or interview an author on the Skiffy and Fanti show, that we are reaching people who are like, yeah, I'd read that. But the goal is for that to always be much more than people who are already here. And that is not me saying that I am unhappy for the, the people who are listening, because I'm very glad that we have a community that not only is sticking with the show, but trusts our judgment and trusts the work of the, re- the writers that we enjoy. I am glad that I get to talk to Cadwell Turnbull twice in like what, three years, and know that everybody listening is like, Cadwell's a cool guy. Maybe I'm going to give that book a chance. But the goal is always to actually boost their readership. We wouldn't read a book or talk about a book if we didn't want that book to do as well as it possibly can be. And we're glad that they are. But we want this show to be a part of that work. So when we're putting that time in, we also want to know that the show is spreading so that the things that we talk about are spreading. So that's one thing. And secondly, part of the reason why we enjoy knowing that there is a community that we can talk back to and can like actually respond to us is that because we are doing this kind of work precisely because we want to do our small part to lift up the work that we like, we want you all to tell us things that you like so we can find out exactly what wavelength we're on, and do the work to help the work that you like also be lifted up. Like, if there is a book that you are reading that I have never heard about, I want to hear about it, because if you all trust me, I want to trust you all. And this, like, like, the work of podcast community is the work to ensure that all of us can consistently be in a space of trust and sharing. And I want to be in a position where if you think that something is cool, if you think that a TV show that you just saw is really interesting and deserves to be talked about more critically, or a book that just came out is not getting as much podcast recognition and could do with a boost uh, in audience, or just you had a sci-fi question in your brain and thought it would be silly to ask the three strangest people that you have ever met on the internet to talk about that for an hour. (laughs) We want to do that for y'all. Please let us. Please trust us to do that. And to do that, we kind of need y'all to engage back with us because we actually like talking to y'all. Please. The thing is, like, we, we sit down and we have a conversation about, like, the content we might do for a year, right? Which we did earlier this year. We had a sit down. But, you know, I'm not a mind reader. I don't know, you know, what kinds of things are stirring other people. But having some of that feedback of of like listeners saying, you know what, this thing over here is really interesting. We'd love to hear you talk about that. What do you all think about it? 
you know, that would be super helpful for when we're putting together stuff. So this kind of goes back to the idea of like the void of like, we're kind of making content, just throwing things at the wall and hoping it sticks. And I like, that's fine. But like, I, I would love to have more of that, that feeling like we're, we're in conversation in a community a bit more that that's really what I would just want as I, I want to feel more like, like, it's not just us making a show and we kind of sit over. That's like a, a famous person thing where it's like, it's just like, oh, I'm famous and you all just listen to me. But like, I'm at the top tier. I am not interested in that. Right. I am not better than people who aren't on the show just because they're listeners of the show. Right. Just because I make the show. That doesn't make me better than you. I'm not on a hierarchy. Right. I am a fan who happens to make a podcast that has been nominated by other fans. But those fans have their own ideas and thoughts and interests and contributions they want to make. This is the reason Paul is on this damn show in the first place, right? Or Brandon, how you ended up is we randomly met on the internet somewhere, brought you on the show, and then some of you just decided, like a wart, not to ever leave. Mm-hmm. Or you just chained me in. I just chained you. Yeah, that's kind of how Paul got. Paul basically got roped into this, like against his will. I, however, decided that I would never leave. Yeah, precisely. Yeah. So, like, I, this gets to everything. Like, community, I think, is what, what we're trying to get at is, like, I love having listeners. It's great. But, like, community matters more than just people listening. I want to talk to people. I want to hear from people. I want us to be making content that interests you, that is feeding into your your geekdom, right, and is, you know, doing some of the stuff that we're interested in, doing some of the stuff you're interested in, getting that that community creation to some degree, rather than sometimes just kind of like throwing a bunch of things on the wall and hoping some of it sticks. And just to speak to that as well, because a lot of the ways in which I think about Skiffy and Fanti are similar to thoughts that I have about convention spaces. And a lot of that is this. I... I'm a professional writer, poet, I do all sorts of random stuff. Sometimes I will be at a convention and they will ask me to do a panel on a thing. Sometimes it's about a thing that I have expertise in, and sometimes it's a general interest thing, like what do you think about this trope in this genre? Or Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all of us like this TV show, let's geek out about this TV show for an hour. And I'm really excited about those things. But that kind of discussion is uniquely fan discussion. And that means it is improper to assume that because I am one of four people sitting on the other side of a table at the top at the top of a room, that I am somehow smarter or superior than everybody in the room who also has feelings about the thing. And I want to hear from y'all about the thing, because that's why I came to do the thing in the first place. Having a podcast makes that surprising it should make that rather surprisingly more easier more easy than it, it should be at a con because there is no such assumption because you could just chat to us whenever you want we are infinitely digitally available you have no idea how much time sean spends on twitter i spend less now but yeah if I, that's I am what on you call less too much. Sean. oh am i yes. on it too much okay no, no, no please no. call me out if i'm on twitter too much i need to not be on there that much but I do get your feeling, but, like, the thing that I'm saying is you like engaging with people. Yeah, positive engagement. I just want to be really clear. Positive I am not interested in, in the drama. Neither are we. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to pick up that convention metaphor for a moment, Brandon, because that's a really true thing. What's the worst thing for a convention panel to have? An empty room. Right. 
Even if it's not literally empty. Yeah. I mean, the, the, there's jokes and tropes about, oh, God, that we outnumber the audience sort of thing. And that's bad. And that's terrible for panels because we need to want that that audience and an interaction with that audience in order to be a successful panel. Yeah. Ah, but Paul, that's the thing, right? That's a very curious thing. And to beat this metaphor to death even further, there is a thing that is worse than a panel without an audience. What's that? A panel with an audience that has not responded to a single thing you've said. 30 people just sitting silently with their arms oh, folded. Oh god, yes, you're right. That's worse. And when Q&A time rolls around, no one has a thought. any contributions whatsoever. They have, not, they have not shared a thought. Because I like knowing that I'm engaging with people who also have feelings about the thing that we're discussing. I didn't come here to teach to you because I'm not a teacher. I'm not very bright. I came here to have feelings with you and I want to know what your feelings are. I love this because you're you're right. This is probably the best way to describe like how how I'm feeling and having an issue, which is not any individual person's fault. It's just like it's feels and feels are sometimes irrational and that's just the way that they are. But you're right. Like when you go to a convention space, part of the reason why I really love a good panel, you sit down, you have a conversation on some subject and you're talking about it and there's that feedback that's happening. Now on a panel, etc., those are happening in real times to some degree, right? Either it's facial expressions or at least in, in a you know, there's a Q&A section with some of the virtual stuff that's happening in real time, right? Because there's a chat where it's happening and so people are saying yes or like, you know, quoting something or poking at something. So you're getting some of that feedback. But with a podcast, the problem is that unless you record live, which we don't currently do and I'm not opposed to doing, but Finding times to do it is the hardest part, but we don't currently record live. So most podcasts are released, you know, external. They're, they, they're released after they've been recorded, which means we don't get that immediate feedback. So if we're doing something good, we don't necessarily know, right? You know, the only thing we have to go on is that we know people still listen to the show. And the problem is I don't actually know how many people listen to the show. You know, at a convention, I can look into the room and count the heads, I don't have good metrics for counting the number of people that listen to this show. Podcast metrics are a nightmare zone. Like, I just don't have that information. So, like, we're not getting that immediate feedback you get in a convention space. And so we need that, like, after-the-fact feedback. You know, what would happen at a convention would be people would talk about the panel after the fact. They'd share thoughts or something, you know, that might happen. In our virtual convention spaces, it'd be on, like, a Discord, and people would still be talking about the topic. I guess like that's kind of where I'm at is is I, I just desperately want to feel like we're part of a conversation rather than feeling like we're just making content. I don't really just want to make content. Realistically, if we were just making content, we would be focusing on completely different metrics. Like we would be sitting down and we wouldn't be talking about what are the topics we are interested in talking about or what do our fans want us to talk about? We would be talking about what is going to get us the most attention. What gets the clicks? Yeah, and that means we would devolve into what's new on Netflix and how do we generate drama? And I don't care about either of those things. Yeah, like sometimes a new thing's cool, but like what I would rather do is to do interesting stuff. And also, you know, this show is about more positivity. Like, we're, we we do talk about stuff we don't like, right? We, we do torture cinema, but we do that, like, that's for fun. For, for Yeah, out of love. I mean, we, yeah. we hated this movie. We're going to tell you why we hated this movie. Although lately it hasn't been yeah. we hated this movie. It's like, oh, this thing is really interesting, but also we'll throw in some dirty jokes because why not? I mean, the one time in 2021, other than torture cinema, that we didn't enjoy something, which was... There's someone inside your house. Uh, no. 
One Direct Priority. I mean, we tolerated this, someone inside your house. We just thought that it could have been better. Oh, no, I hated that movie. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, God. So, like, I, I really do believe that the One Direct Priority episode is a very good, like, example of... Like, even if we do not enjoy something, our goal is to be as thoughtful as possible. Not just about why we didn't enjoy it, but about what it could have been been doing, what it is still potentially doing, what value there is still to be found from it. Is there a kind of value that we were hoping for? Is there space to discuss like the the space between those competing values? And I think that is more enjoyable, that is more palatable, at least for me as someone discussing this discussing content, than being the kind of podcast that was dedicated to telling people that a thing is universally good or universally bad, you should trust us and just take our word for it. Or B, whenever we did find something that we did not enjoy, doing nothing but saying we didn't enjoy it and you won't enjoy it either, instead of trying to find some depth from it. Part of the thing that I think separates us from trying to do the new fancy as well is, there is wealth in being thoughtful and deliberate, even about a thing that is new. And because we are in the genre all the time, we are thinking about these questions all the time. We're not watching a thing on Netflix because it's cool and we want somebody to watch it because we think that it's um, five stars because it looks (laughs) good. We want you to watch a thing that we think will fascinate you in the way that it fascinated us because it was asking interesting questions and even if it was bad we still want to ask and answer those questions because that's what interests us Mm. and we're glad to have a community that also gets that but to hazard another analogy if we're preaching to the choir then only the choir comes to mass and we want other people to be able to find these things interesting as well yeah we want more people in the church and people responding to our sermons as it were we want to grow a community on the internet we want to be able to grow a community that is not about angrily hating things all the time yeah i mean it's worth noting like yeah we've had things where we just really didn't like a thing you know we've had torch cinema movies that were like legitimately pretty darn terrible and then we've had you know movies that we thought might be good that turned out not to be very good and we certainly had those moments where we just really didn't like a thing. But the one thing that I, I really appreciate about what's happened it, with the way this show has gone is that we we do have these moments where it's like, okay, well, this isn't just about, like, I hate this because it didn't go the way I wanted. It's like, we need to understand what is going on here to make this not work. Well, it's great to be able to do that among ourselves, uh, we're only so many voices. There's only so many voices that can be on this show. And there's only so many perspectives. And we don't always know how other people are reacting to these kinds of media, you know, in terms of the people that listen or other people in the community who might be interested in our conversation. And it would be, I think, really interesting to have more of that feedback of like hearing how other people reacted to a piece of media, right? What did they get out of it, Mm -hmm. right? Maybe Mm -hmm. we missed something. You know, we, we miss stuff all the time because it's, an, you know, we try to make roughly an hour long podcast. We miss stuff constantly because we can't cover everything. But maybe we miss something crucial, a, a detail, or there's some interesting thing you noticed in the way it was being constructed. And to have that and then be able to come back and say, well, so-and-so was talking about this stuff. Let's have a quick conversation about it. That's really interesting. I, to me, that would be really exciting as a creator of a podcast. Response to, response to the feedback. Yeah. Because, like, there is... 
and I've never actually said this aloud to you, Sean, but there is an imagined thing that I have in my brain every time we record an episode that has us say aloud that we want to hear from listeners and we're hoping to put together our mailbag episode. And it is always that before we ever get to the point of a mailbag episode where every single comment that we hear is a unique thought, a unique, like, interest about a thing. We, at some point, get five or eight or twelve unique comments about a specific thing that we've discussed and have to swiftly come back the week afterward to record an episode and go, okay, so people asked us these questions and had all these really interesting thoughts that we hadn't thought about when we recorded the episode. So now we're going to talk about the thing now and just put up a Redux episode of something that we had just discussed. Because I want to hear from folks. Again, I don't think I'm very bright. I want you all to be able to tell me that there are things that you find intriguing about the work that you're talking about because you're in a space where people can talk about it and feel like everybody is sharing and learning in that conversation. Yeah, I love that idea, right? That that we could have these conversations about stuff that we've already covered because fans would have, you know, comments they'd want us to, to think about. But also the idea that, like, you know, maybe maybe somebody's been thinking about this issue in genre fiction or this topic in genre fiction, and it's just not a thing we've ever thought to think about, and they bring it up to us. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, great, let's talk about this thing. You know, certain discourses have been quite negative recently in the science right. fiction community, but there is a positive one that is happening in that, which is like trying to understand what's going on in genre fiction trends, right? Trying to understand some of the, the publishing you know, pushes of like what's kind of being made. And there's a lot of really interesting conversations to be had about what kinds of stories people are purchasing, what kinds of stories, you know, make it into, you know, the the stuff that we award we turn nominations into, into media, yeah. the stuff that makes it into award nominations, right? We can kind of talk about what, what kind of values and meanings and literary conceptions that that tells us about. But without somebody kind of bringing up these topics, I mean, I brought this one up, so this is my fault. But like if others bring topics up about things that we just didn't think to cover or that we weren't sure you were interested in hearing about. Right. We just won't cover them. Like I'm going to bring I'm going to bring it up the top. Like Squeakor. Did you want us to talk about Squeakor? We don't know because you didn't tell us when that you wanted us to talk about the whole Squeakor mess. We don't know if you need what you do. You want us to stay 10,000 miles away from that or do you want us to engage with that? Without us, without you telling us, listeners, we don't know whether or not we should get jump into that pool or not. Like even more than that, and I'm I'm both glad and mildly saddened that you brought up this quick or. I'm thing sorry, I had because to. <laughs> I fortunately spent days on Twitter never seeing the thing, and I'm very grateful. I don't know what happened on Twitter that one day that they decided to bless me. But like that conversation is a very good example of the dichotomy of conversations about genre that happen on the internet on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. We can be the kinds of people, I mean, and, and this is not an admonition one way or the other, even though I do feel certain kinds of ways about the ways that the internet has these kinds of conversations. We could be part of the conversation that is consistently dawa and incredibly hostile and makes incredibly negative assumptions not just about entire things about but about people who have mere thoughts about those things like a lot of the squeak or conversation tended to 
devolve into. Or we could be the kind of people who encourages people to enter into a space where we just ask honest questions about what we think and feel and know and are capable of learning about a thing that is happening in fandom while encouraging everybody to give as much compassion and understanding to other people as possible and seek to know and admit that we don't know as mu- as often as possible about the thing that we're discussing. I think that ultimately there is something to be learned from these kinds of subgenre conversations about what it says about what fans want to read, what writers want to write, and what that says about uh, their own personal experiences, not only in the industry or in their personal writing practice, but as people. I think that we are long of overdue in genre a conversation about emotion and emotionality and the ways in which the media landscape kind of papers over our ability to experience emotion into just good feelings are bad and bad feelings are rad. And Mm. I want to have those conversations with people who trust us to not be mean and who I trust not to be mean. And those people are here. But then I want to hear from those people. Yeah, Yeah. that that makes absolute sense. Yeah, I mean, we could jump into that pool, but we want want you listeners to basically signal us to go into that pool and be willing to engage with us with what we say and coming to it from a place of respect and responding to what we say and so that we can all learn and grow together. I know it sounds so yeah. cliche, but I know. But, yeah, yeah, but whatever. After after the freaking two years we've had of this nightmare hellscape, <laughs> maybe we need more more positivity and, and constructive. Yeah. Uh, maybe positive is not the right word. Constructiveness. Because we could be talking about negative things, but but in a way that is constructive as well instead of, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I love this idea that it would be just super great, which is a terrible phrasing, but whatever. <laughs> uh, it would be super great, and I'm doing the arm thing. It would be neat. It would be neat. It would be so cool. It would be so yeah. awesome. Uh, it would be swell. <laughs> It's <laughs> a word I want to bring back. It was swell. I love swell. I think it is a fantastic word. Paul remembers it from his childhood. Let's bring it back. Oh, so. God. Oh, God. A Paul, Paul, Paul's 2,000 years old joke again. Well, no, swell is not that old. I mean, the Romans, what did Romans say? I, anyway, whatever. It's a whole other thing. The, the Romans didn't have one single word for yes. They had like 15 different words for yes, depending on the context. So the Romans are weird. Well, there we go. I've, I have learned yeah. a new thing. But... I think it would be really swell, just to use my favorite to new term, mm-hmm. to have, you know, some push in directions to cover things that we would normally shy away from, not because we're afraid to talk about tough subjects or talk about complicated issues or talk about genre topics that are going on in community, etc., but because we just don't have a sense of what is the thing that people are interested in. You know, and, and this goes to like, we right now on our Patreon, which is public, this is public, this post, there is a listener feedback post that's up there. We, we kind of want, you know, an idea of like, what are the things that people are really enjoying? Is there something they're not enjoying? Or are there things that we're not doing that they'd like us to be doing? You know, right now we're kind of talking about having a little bit more regular feedback of kind of pushing us in some directions, but that could help us make a show that's just frankly better than just us shooting in the dark and kind of hoping that the content we've made is content that's meaningful to people. Whereas with the, with the Hugo vote, like, I don't actually know which part of the show you like. Are you just voting for Torture Cinema? Like, because if that's the case, then why don't we just make nothing but Torture Cinema, right? <laughs> like, it's also a matter of, like, 
did you nominate us for the sliver of episodes of all of the episodes that we made that year that we put in a bundle for people to find, to listen to specifically for nomination purposes? Because then if you like the one thing that we made, the one episode, then we'll just talk to that author every month for a year. Yeah, I mean, this, this would be super helpful to know, like, what is it that's making us a show you would nominate yeah. for a Hugo Award? It, it, we, we honestly don't know, listeners. I have no idea. It's kind of a black box. Yeah, it is kind of like, it's a black box we don't have access to because it's at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. And to clarify as well, we're not saying this because we're trying to chase nominations. Saying, no. Speaking, no. speaking as someone who's still trying to get used to the fact that I have a Hugo. You have a Hugo! Yeah. Oh, Lord. That's right. That's right. You have a lot. rocket. That's right. You have a rocket. Yeah, he has a rocket, listeners. For something, for fire, but still, he has a rocket. I feel so embarrassed that I mentioned the thing aloud now. Oh, but let me come finish. on. <laughs> Good Lord. Let me finish the sentence that I was about to say first. As we are not having this discussion because our ultimate goal is to have a mantelpiece full of rockets. We're having this discussion because we want to make things that you want to listen to every week. Yeah. Because we're making shit. Because we're making things every week. Yeah. Yeah. We want to be a point of listening. And it's not even that where if you don't listen to us for a week, we'll feel sad. Although I'm pretty sure Sean will feel sad. It's that we are very excited about the things that we make. And we want to make things that excite you as well. And yeah. we want to be part of the conversation that helps you do that. Because when that conversation gets better, which gets to a thing that I'm just going to mention very briefly, means that we also get to the point where we can make the show better on a production level as well. Because one of the things that I've been gung-ho about for a while now, and I know that Sean has mentioned this previously to me before, I think that we're really excited to be able to do for Skiffy and Fancy podcasts in the future, is add transcriptions. Because we don't want to leave people out of the experience of listening to our episodes. But... Certain things need to happen for us to even have the amount of funds necessary to be able to transcribe every week. Because the alternative is we do it ourselves. And we have already committed so much time to the show that it would it would be of poor quality to ask us to also do transcriptions as well every week. But we want to get to the point where we can do that. And the way, the way to that point is by making more stuff that you will not only enjoy, but feel like sharing with people who will also potentially enjoy it. When we're talking about things like doing transcriptions, well, that's us trying to be more accessible. But, you know, there's only so many spoons a, a human has. And it's not fair, but, like, that's the reality. Either we do less content and have transcriptions, in which case people get less of what they want, or we try to build towards something, which gets us to, like, what Brandon's kind of talking about, which is... Yes, on the one hand, you know, the feedback is helpful because it means we know what you are interested in and that we can make more stuff that gets you. But then we need help sort of reaching out and finding more people who might find our show compelling and interesting. Even if they're people that aren't going to like every episode type we do, that's okay because we do a bunch of different types of things. But help getting us out there so that people can find us, so people know we exist and can put us in their ear holes helps us to do all the rest of it because if we get the feedback we know we're, who we're reaching we can do more content that reaches those people and if those people also help us by you know retweeting our stuff or or poking people and saying hey check out this podcast or you know leaving reviews on itunes and uh, and, and Podchaser and other places that take reviews and doing those things that help increase the profile of the show 
we end up being able to do a lot more that is community building than we can currently do with the spoons available to us. And I'm not just talking transcriptions, other things we would love to be able to do live streaming, you know, doing an actual play podcast would be something I would love to be able to do as a regular thing. Yes, please. Because again, Brandon is one person and he can only GM so many damn games. I want to do more. Please trap me in another game. But I kind of need to know that y'all want to actually see that. This is kind of like we're getting towards the wind down point, which is like trying to distill this long rambling mess of a show into what is the what are the action items of the day, which is such a such a very professional way of reducing this. What are our CTAs? This this whole show is a microcosm of our entire podcast. This long discursive thing trying to find what we want and love and not and looking looking for the goodness inside a long, long tube of darkness, but there is light, but Listeners, we want you to help us bring us to the light. Bring us to the light. Yes. So there are kind of like a handful of things that we just need. Number one, more interaction from you, the listener, right? Whether that's you using the listener suggestion form and throwing ideas at us of things that interest you or tweeting at us when an episode drops and saying, I really like this or, you know, sending us an email because you you have a comment about something you want to let us know about it or Whatever it is, just something that lets us know you're there and you're listening. We also have a Discord that's through the Patreon in case that's a thing that you're interested in. You can talk to us there. And I would love for more people to get into the Discord in particular because then you're not only just talking to us, you're talking to each other. Yes, yes. that's great. And then that, amp- that amplifies and builds community, capital C. Yeah. So that's number one. The next thing is just we want to reach more people, which means you got to tell folks about us. We we can try to do some things, but like we're one group of people and we don't have a mega conglomerate behind us to help us advertise. <laughs> and so, you know, yelling on social media, which is already incredibly difficult, like realistically, the podcast, imagine if you were an author with a book and you need to tell people about the book. There's only so much you can do if you have no support from the, in our case, the non-existent publisher. So... What is the best way to get that book out to people? It's word of mouth. And that's the same with a podcast. It's word of mouth. You know, telling people about the show, pointing folks to it. If someone's like, oh, you know, we, we were just covering this topic. Like, oh, the Skeeping Fanny Show also covered that topic. They have their thoughts here. You know, letting people know that we exist, sharing our stuff. Then, if you can, I know that uh, not everybody is, you know, financially solvent at the moment. That people can, you know, sometimes their pocketbooks are a little bit di- struggling, to say the least. <laughs> I understand it. I yeah. feel you. I have been there. It sucks. But if you do have the finances and you like what we do and want to support the show and have a greater venue into some of our behind the scenes stuff, the Patreon's a great place to go. You get a lot for just a dollar a month, but there are other things that we do as well. So Torture Cinema, for example, we're going to get back up to doing um, our live discussions on the Discord for $3 and up people, in which literally once a month, the week before we would do the recording, at least me, but sometimes Paul and some others sit down and we'll watch the movie with you and talk to you while we're mm-hmm. going through the movie before we do the recording. But you also get access to the general discord, which means you can talk to us and other members. There's other benefits and perks too. And we're working on refining those, but this is another thing. Like if you have feedback on that, we'd love to hear what kinds of stuff would be more enticing. So if you have the spoons that you can share and you would like to support us, patreon.com slash would be super helpful for that. 
And yeah, one of our goals through that is to try to make transcriptions is one one of the things that we're trying to do. And I do just want to add again for everybody listening, we are here for you. You are not mere consumers for us. You're not just like a product or a statistic for us. We serve y'all. Like our job is to make stuff that you will like to listen to. So take this state of the show as confirmation that you can come to us and let us know, hey, we want to hear about a thing because we trust that y'all will talk about it uh, in a way that would be particularly thoughtful. Or because nobody else is talking about it and you're really mad that everybody's ignoring this cool thing. Yeah. Let us know that you want us to do something that we haven't done yet. Let us know that you're disappointed that we hadn't yet, even. Because we want to do those things. Yeah. For you. That's why we're here. Well, we're not Olympian gods. We're here among you in the Agora. Wow, what a reference. Come to Paul. us. <laughs> of course Paul would make that reference. No kidding. <laughs> well, okay, folks. So... All that being said, here are some things you can do right now to let us know some of your thoughts. Maybe you want to share your feelings, too. That would be perfectly fine. If you'd like to let us know your thoughts on this and or past episodes, the best place to do so right now is either the Discord on on the Skiffy Fanny Patreon or skiffyfanty.com slash listener suggestions. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram and get our newsletter at skiffyfanty.com slash newsletter. And lastly... Please do support the show if you can, patreon.com slash Fanti. And also, if you can, five-star reviews and letting us letting folks know about us on Podchaser and iTunes and other places where there are reviews available will be super helpful. You can do both if you can, or just the latter. Whatever makes you happy. As for me, if you want to find me and my things, I am at Sean Duke on Twitter, SeanDuke.net, Alphabet Streams on Twitch, and I am at patreon.com slash thejoyfactory. You can find me at The Rising Tides on Twitter, patreon.com slash the rising tides, and on speculatesf.com, where I currently GM Fractal Spire, a Girl by Moonlight actual play. Uh, you can find me at Prince Justin on Twitter. That's Prince Justin with a V because I spell it the Roman way, as he already says. Patreon.com slash Prince Justin with a V and on many blogs and podcasts, including Tour.com, Nerds of a Feather. You can throw a rock on the internet and probably hit me. And one day, I one day if I get a better computer, I will even stream. I am, I am Prince Justin on Twitch, but I mostly hang out on other people's streams. Perfect. All right, folks. So having said all of that, I, I will just remind folks that my new word of the day, your word of the day, is swell. Well. Swell. 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 It would be, st- it would be, it would be swell if we stayed frosty. I'm just like Justin Timberlake. I'm bringing swell back. Oh, God. <laughs> At least we're not trying to make fetch happen. Uh, yeah, not fair. Oh, wow, we are making so many old references. <laughs> Sorry, oh, we're oh so my old. God. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, awkward ending and scene. <laughs> If you want to support this show, you can go to patreon.com slash or skiffyandfanty.com, our website, where you can get access to all of our fancy things. Our music comes from Holy Mole. You can support him and his work at patreon.com slash holy mole. Thank you for listening. <laughs>